What's up, Agents for Life? I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to podcast episode 135. This is my advice to myself if I were starting out. And if you're new or starting out, this is what I would tell you. Somebody that's been in the business for three and a half years or so, I'm still kind of a newbie, but everything that I hear and everything that I know, looking back, this is the best that I can give you. So those of you who are experienced agents, this is kind of a reset to back to the basics. You hear this talk, talk about this a lot. Um, sometimes we get off track and sometimes we complicate things. When we keep it simple and stick to the basics, the business model works. So with that, let me jump in, but I first have a story from the field that I wanna share. This one's kind of funny. Um, and it has a happy ending. So one of my leads was a misprint. Um, I'm dialing and texting. I've got a, a guy texted me back. He said, or actually he called me because I had texted him for an appointment. He called me, he said, I don't know who that is, but uh, let's talk about mortgage protection. So the name was wrong, the address was wrong, the loan amount was wrong, the phone number was correct, and his age was correct. So sometimes, every once in a while, not very often, but a lead comes in with some kind of mixed up information. Well, this one turned out, he, he was in South Carolina. I have no license in South Carolina. But listening to him talk, he's, I just got the vibe that he's probably gonna write a policy. So this was Tuesday. Uh, I'm sorry, it was Wednesday, Wednesday. Um, I looked it up, South Carolina costs 30 bucks to get licensed. So I'm like, what the heck? So I hop on NIPR, I get my license, well, I, I apply for it. By Wednesday, end of day, I have a copy of my license from South Carolina. Um, Thursday is the appointment that I set. So I have the license in hand, but I still gotta get approved, it's still gotta get issued. So I wasn't able to put South Carolina on the application, we'll have to correct that, but he did take an application, nicest guy ever. Didn't ever get him on the phone, it was a telephone sale. But just kind of goes to show that sometimes, um, if you're flexible enough and you accommodate, you can, um, you know, a, a sale will just kind of come your way. It doesn't happen unless you're in motion. I'll talk a little bit about that here in a few minutes. But nicest guy ever. It was a great appointment. And uh, it's just kind of funny that I wrote, uh, it was like 20, 2,800 APV on a misprinted lead. Um, so that can happen too. But the lesson from this is you've got to be flexible. See, a, a lot in my early months of being in the business, I would have gotten a guy from South Carolina and be like, okay, I don't know what to do with this. Freeze up, right? I don't know what to do. And today I'm like, hmm, what can I do? Most important, let's get them on the calendar. I'll figure the rest out later. Okay. You're going to hear me talk about that here in a few minutes. But this is what I did because this is what I've gotten used to. You can always reschedule or find somebody or refer or, or commission share or something. There's always, always a solution. But let your upline help you when you get stuck. But don't ever turn away an opportunity. So when he's saying, yes, I'll take an appointment, I didn't care. He's from South Carolina. Okay, I'm taking, I'm going to set it and I'll figure it out later, which is exactly what I did. I hung up the phone and I figured it actually um, worked out. So I would encourage you to do the same, and we have to be flexible as we roll because you never know what's going to come your way. Uh, but anyways, good reminder here on this podcast, 
If you're new, we are talking about the basics of building a business. This is what it takes to get started and be successful in life insurance. So, and and I'm the reason I'm ta- I'm touching on this topic because I've got there's a lot of people on our team now that are just getting into the field and getting going and I I keep running into a common theme when I'm interacting with a lot of my new agents. So, hopefully for what it's worth, a little bit of uh, advice myself, you know, three and a half years to myself uh, just starting out. And you get to listen in while I while I pass that advice on to myself. So, um, number one, this, these are the resources. The first one is mental, the second one is time, and the third one is money. Mental resources, time resources, money resources. These are all you've got. And with mental, I would include your energy, your strength, your whatever, your focus, okay? Your mental resources. Let's talk about that first. Number one, speak up and engage. Big, okay? We're talking about mental resources. So you got to have a little bit of humility starting out to speak up. You are in Telegram. You're on Facebook. You have all the resources. You have my contact information as your mentor. You have to raise your hand. Now, remember, when you get started as a life insurance agent, you own your own business. You are the CEO. You are in the driver's seat. And I do my best to try and keep up with everybody, but sometimes I don't know if you're going through something. So if you don't speak up, I may not know about it. And if I don't know about it, we can't, we can't fix it. So I would last thing I would want is for you to get frustrated and not have results because you're not getting the help you need. So don't be afraid. By all means, please, please, please do not be afraid of raising your hand and speaking up. I'm on Voxer. I'm on the Telegram. Um, you can chat. You can text me. You can f- call. I'm a phone call away. And that's just me. And then you've got Jason, you've got Eric, you've got other people on the team. You are not alone. You're in business for yourself, but you're not in business by yourself. If you are, you're just not raising your hand and speaking up enough. So my biggest advice is ask questions. I did this a lot with Jason when I started. You can ask him. <laughs> I burned up his phone. But don't feel shy about it. Don't feel like I'm the new person. I don't want to trouble anybody or I don't want anybody to. No, no, no. You're on our team. You're in our family. We want and need you to succeed and succeed in a big way, whatever your goals are. We're doing this together, but you got to speak up. Okay, so enough of that. Um, Another thing that I wrote down on my notes here, attitude is everything. This is another mental resource. You can't control what other people say, what other people do, but you can control, one, your attitude, and two, your activity. I'm going to talk about activity in a second, but your attitude is a huge part of this. It's easy to get discouraged. It's easy to get down on yourself. And you really have to, you have to give yourself all the, oh gosh, pep talks sometimes. Zig Ziglar tells a story. Somebody came up to him and said, where do you go when you need a motivational seminar? And he said, I can't tell you how many times I slipped into the bathroom and gave myself my own motivational seminar. You're going to get beat up. You're going to get rejection. Life insurance is not an easy journey. And you have to be putting good stuff in to build your mental capacity for resistance, for rejection, for fear, for um, what do they call imposter syndrome, right? Imposter syndrome is the newbie. You don't feel like you know what you're talking about. You're the new person and you're not the expert and you don't know what you're... That's imposter syndrome. So... Uh, there's a whole bunch of feelings that we all go through when we're starting out. 
So you got to be strong enough mentally to push through. Now, you do that by number one, connecting with your why, and number two, adding good stuff in all the time. Coaching calls, good stuff. Trainings, good stuff. Uh, Podcasts, books. Okay, as a CEO, you got to be feeding yourself so you're strong mentally. You keep that attitude up. Okay, those are the mental resources that I would say. Number two, the time resources. Now, this is huge. Time is the one resource you will never, ever get back. You've heard this, I'm sure. When you're um, planning out your calendar, you're looking ahead at your schedule and so forth, you got to understand time is, well, probably one of, if not the most valuable assets. And so you have to plan your day. So if you're just getting in, you're going to block off uh, prospecting time. I use the word prospecting now because it includes dialing and texting. Or however you do it. Smoke signal, carrier pigeon. I don't I don't get what if it works, <laughs> do it. But most of us are doing calls, dials, and texting to book our appointments. So I'm gonna call it prospecting, but you you have to be diligent enough to put that on your calendar and follow it. Okay? So if you're prospecting, you're not doing anything else. Don't check social media, don't have 47 tabs up, don't uh, keep your phone, don't answer phone calls. Okay, if I call you, I don't want you to pick up if you're dialing. Okay, that's how important your dial time is. Why? Because it is the most, the number one most money-making activity that you can do. Um, so dial time. You've got to hold yourself accountable to your calendar. So here's what you do. When you're in a job... The boss tells you, here's your job description, here's when you need to be at work, here's when you can leave, here's when you can go to the bathroom, here's when you can go on vacation, right? And here's how many days you get off, they tell you everything, and you just follow. So it's pretty simple. When you start your own business, you have to do that for yourself. So what do you do? You open up a Google Calendar, or I don't care, whatever kind of Outlook Calendar, um, Apple Calendar, Paper calendar, doesn't matter. However you do your scheduling system, open that up. Number one, block off dial time. Okay, If you don't have appointments, that's probably just about all you're going to be doing. And it's a lot at first. It is, I admit. But if you keep at it, you're going to be booking appointments. So at, before long, you're going to need to have times available that you schedule your appointments. So I'm going to dial... I'm going to recommend dialing uh, Saturdays in the morning. Friday late afternoon is a good time. Mornings, afternoons, evenings, um, they're all a good time. Weekends, weekdays. Did I miss anything? What does that mean? It means what's the right time? Any time is the right time, really. What works for you? Okay, Pick something and stick to it. And then you can always adjust later. So set up your dial time and then schedule some times in your calendar. If you're working part-time, if you're working full-time, you've got your evenings, whatever, you're going to block off those days on your calendar and say, I'm going to run appointments on Tuesday from 6 to 8, Wednesday from 1 to 5, Thursday all day, and Friday, you know, whatever that is, okay? You're going you're gonna to have those available. So when you're dialing, you can offer those slots. Or when you're texting, prospecting, you can offer those slots. And the goal is to fill them up. You want to fill up all your slots about an hour apart, and if at first, you can get more efficient as you get better, but an hour is usually adequate. Um, if you're going face-to-face, you want to count for drive time. If you're virtual, they can be back-to-back. 
So dial time, prospecting time, excuse me, and running time, appointment time. Okay, that is your bread and butter as an agent. Okay, get your hands on some leads, make some calls, set some appointments, run those appointments, and eventually we're gonna be right in business, making money, take the money, go back in, put some more, more money into leads, make some more calls, et cetera, et cetera. The loop continues. Okay, so um, you have to take ownership. Now, I talked a little bit about this. You are the CEO. I'm gonna talk about it again because it's that important. Your schedule is the number one, and your time is, is the number one uh, most valuable asset that you have. If you try and get somebody that's really, really successful on your calendar, it's gonna be really hard, isn't it? Because they are passionate defenders of their time. If it's important enough, they'll put you on the calendar. But that's why it's so hard. You know, you celebrities, really wealthy people, etc. That it's not that they're so busy, it's that they've learned this isn't important. This isn't part of my focus. This isn't part of my business. I don't need they learned how to say no. And you have to do the same. So what is important? Dial time and appointment time. When you're starting out, you gotta get profitable. Okay, I hear a lot of people talking about well, I need to set up a website, I need to set up an LLC, I gotta get business cards, I gotta Okay, now that's all good, but it's nowhere near as important as you making money. You, you don't need it, and here's how I know. I didn't have it at first. A lot of agents that I know are very, very successful. Six-figure income earners don't have a website. They use a Gmail address. They don't. If you're a virtual agent, they don't even have a business card. Okay, you, Those things are great, but don't get sidelined thinking you have to have 27 ducks in a row just so, and then I'll start. Your time is precious. The most important thing that you can do is dialing, and the second most important thing you can do is running appointments, okay? So very important that you are good with your time. Now, when you have time blocked off and you sit down for prospecting or for running appointments, that is what you're doing, okay? So don't sit down, come into your office and go to prospecting and then, oh, there's a Facebook. Oh, there's, what's that? Oh, there's Twitter, what is it? TikTok, Instagram, uh, phone rings, gotta go to the bathroom, someone knocks at the door. Like, treat it as if you were on a job. Because if you had to work from home and they were monitoring you and you did all these distractions and things, you're not gonna last long at that job. They're gonna let you go. The problem here is you're not gonna let yourself go. You're not gonna fire yourself. Why? You're the nicest boss in the world when you're your own boss, right? So you gotta be a little bit mean to yourself. You gotta hold yourself accountable. So when it's dial time or prospecting time, you have got to really focus. Go all in and go back to back and set yourself up a time for X number of hours. I say two hours, an hour, whatever you can handle, but see how many numbers you can dial in that amount of time. It's a marathon. It's a, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a, well, it's a marathon, but it's also a sprint. We're running fast. We're not spending, you know, two minutes in between each call analyzing or, or take, you know, I'm writing stuff down as I'm dialing. If they don't pick up, turn the page, triple dial, double dial, turn the page, dial, turn the page, dial, turn the page. If you're focused and you work hard, you can get through a lot of calls or a lot of text messages in a very short period of time. And the ones that pick up, of course, we're excited, even more excited about those because we're hoping to turn those into appointments. So, so prospecting time is very precious. 
It is the number one most money-making activity that you can do with your time. So value your time. Tell your family if you need to. Turn off the TV. Turn off the distractions. Turn off whatever. Use the restroom. Get a drink of water so you don't have to leave. Don't find reasons to go back and forth and do other things. There's always going to be a million of them. Stay where you are for the time you committed, and let's say it's two hours, and then go stretch your legs. Go walk around the block, go run an errand, whatever. Okay, number three. This is resource number three. This is money resources. This is your business. You need to be investing in your business. If you don't have leads to call, your prospecting time is crickets, right? You don't have anybody to call. What are you going to do? You have to invest in your business. Any business startup that I know of, there's a cost to getting started. There's some kind of investment getting going. Now, let me take it a different direction. What if you wanted to start a new career and you go back to school? Let's say you want to go into psychology. You want to be a psychologist. You go to school, right? Maybe you've got a degree. You only need two more years. Maybe you don't have a degree and you need four years. Either way, you're going to go find the money. You don't say, eh, I don't have $50,000 for tuition. I guess I won't go to school. No, you go, what do you do? Well, you either go work and pay your way along the way, or you take out a loan, a student loan, right? Nobody thinks twice about $100,000 of student debt. I mean, you and I probably do, but the world, right? It's okay for students coming out with all this debt, but then we get in this business and you need $500, $1,000, $1,500 to get started on some leads which is chump change compared to tuition costs. And all of a sudden, it's a big deal. Well, I don't have $1,000. I don't have $1,500. Well, right. But that's why we're doing this, so we can change that. So I'm not telling you to go into a bunch of debt. I'm not telling you, although some people do. Some people get a business credit card. I just want to let you know, it's very normal in the business world to go get a business loan, to go get funded somewhere. Some people borrow money. Some people pull from savings. Some people go through all their stuff and sell a bunch of stuff, have a Facebook sale or a yard sale, and raise a bunch of money. I mean, it doesn't really matter. But the point is you have to be willing to invest. Now, what I would suggest is getting on a standing lead order so you have fresh new leads coming in every week. Don't expect to be writing business on the very first appointment, um, even the very first few weeks. A lot of times, that's a ramp-up period. You're making mistakes. You're learning. You're growing. you got to go through it. So be patient with yourself if you don't write business right away. But the key is to be consistent. Now, if you need proof, you're like, well, I don't know if this is going to work. Well, guess what? I can introduce you about 200 agents all across the country where it's working. So this business is not on trial. It works. I'm telling you the things that you need to do to get through the hump to make it work for you because there's far too many agents out there that quit too early. They didn't do one of these things that I'm telling you right now, and I'm just giving it to you straight, just like I would want somebody to tell me. No holds barred. We're just not, we're not holding anything back. This is what it takes to win. From here, if you have this down, you just got to scale and grow. And if you want to do more, you increase. Increase your lead flow, run more appointments. Okay. But let's get back to money. You have to invest. You have to invest. Don't be afraid to invest in yourself. People take courses. They buy books. They buy you know podcasts sometimes or all kinds of things to make you a better you. You are investing in yourself because leads 
are face-to-face, real-time training. It's education. There is no better education than you running an appointment, which leads me to my last point. This isn't a resource, but it's an added bonus bit of advice. And I use this as the number one bit of advice that I can give a new agent. Don't be afraid to just go screw up. There's nothing you can do that we can't fix. And if you're doing the rest of these, and especially if you're tied in to myself, if I'm your manager or whoever your manager is, if you're tied in, that person's not going to let you screw up. If you don't have a manager, that's another problem. We got to fix that. You got to get a good manager who's there with you. But if you're on my team, that is not going to be your problem. You know how to reach me. And don't be afraid to screw up. I'll tell you one more story. Um, This was an agent that I have, a new agent, and she had somebody call her back, was interested in an appointment, and said, I'm ready, let's go. She wasn't expecting it. Brand new, first appointment. She didn't know what to do. She reached out to me. She took a picture of the lead, sent it over, said, "Uh, okay, I got got somebody interested. What do I do? (laughs) I love this. I love this challenge. I happen to have some time, so... I actually told her to get the gentleman on the phone, which she did, and three-way me in. I ran the appointment. I did the whole thing start to finish for her with her listening, uh, probably 45 minutes, and uh, committed him, got excited about a product. We wrote the product. I hand, I got her all set up in the right product with uh, the carrier that we chose, handed it off. She took the application. I listened as she did so and texted her advice along the way, literally held her hand through the whole process. It was about 27, 2800 APV. I can't remember, but great application. My point is this. Don't be afraid. If she had just froze up and said, ah, and not done anything, she would have lost the sale. But instead, kudos. She's following my direction, right? Reach out. Raise your hand. Speak up. Let us help you solve the problems. I love that problem. I've got an appointment. I don't know what to do. That's the best problem ever. Because there's a chance we can make some money, right? We can protect a family. So don't be afraid of activity. Now, here's what I see a lot of new agents do. They got to get all 27 ducks in a row before they start. The one thing that I did right, and I followed this advice from Jason and Eric, and I'm going to pass it on to you. I didn't wait for all my circumstances to be just right. Now, this is going to be a, this is, I'm going to apply this to you if you're in the business, in motion, and to you if you haven't even scheduled or done anything yet. And maybe you're brand new, and maybe you've been with us for a while, and you just haven't done anything, but you're thinking about getting back in. Guess what, guys? There's always going to be another excuse. There's always going to be another reason. Life is never going to serve up the perfect day for you to do something. You have to start imperfectly. That's the only way you can start. That's the only option you're ever going to have. It's going to be imperfect. In fact, you're going to probably, a year from now, look back and laugh at your first five or ten appointments. You'll have some great stories to share. That's the beauty of it. It's great. It's education and it's entertainment at the same time. And there's no funner conversation to sit around as the agents and talk about all the times that we, the funny stories and the times we messed up. Guys, we got to have fun along the way. Right? we got to laugh at ourselves a little bit. And you're going to have those. You can't not have them. So my advice is stop waiting for the perfect day. 
There is no someday. There's Sunday, and there's Saturday, and there's Friday, Thursday, Wednesday, Tuesday, and Monday. And But I, I've never heard of someday. Someday I'm going to do this. One day. I'm going to do this when this. As soon as I finish this, then I'll get started. As soon as I can get some leads in, you know, in this area, or as soon as I have some money for this, or as soon as, you know what? As soon as, as soon as, as soon as, you can as soon as your life to pieces and never get anywhere. You've got to get in motion. You've got to do it imperfectly. So my final bit of advice, for heaven's sakes, don't be afraid to just take action. Go out there and make a mess. Not on purpose. It'll happen on its own. You don't need to encourage it. But I'm here to help clean up. You can call me your janitor. That's who I am. I'm, I'm here to help clean up any mess that you made because nobody was stopping you. Nobody was holding you back. You have a burn. You have a why. We got to get you going. And so you just go out there and start doing things. And you call me. That's my favorite mess to clean up. Okay. I'll take that phone call all day long. Because I like seeing agents in motion. Agents who aren't afraid of just going out there, even though you don't have all the answers. And yes, I did say that. You're not going to have all the answers. That's okay. We start anyways. If you wait till you have all the answers, this time next year, we're going to be still sitting where you are. And are you okay letting your life pass by one year at a time without really moving forward? I wouldn't be. Time is too precious. Anyways, I thank you for listening in. I am so glad you're here on the team. Um, this is fun. This is exciting. It's up. It's down. And I'm glad we're doing it together. This is great stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I really, truly hope I have helped in some way somebody, whether experienced agent or new agent, to get going. This business works if you work it. And I just told you exactly what it takes. I love you all. Thank you so much. Have an awesome day and never forget, your life matters. Mm -hmm.